How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the Young Wealth Podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Ethan Lang. Before we get into today's episode, hit that follow button or subscribe button, dependent on which platform you're listening to this on. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving a five-star rating and review. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. Let's bring on our guest and dive straight in. I hope you all enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Young Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Lang. And today's episode, if you're new to investing or you've started investing and you just don't know where to go from there, or even if you've been investing for a while, but you're kind of got this FOMO and you're wondering, you know, what stocks do I pick? What cryptos are there? Like all these different questions and you have all these fears around investing, this episode's going to be for you. So today I bring on my guest and she is a personal finance educator and she wants to help you so you don't make the same mistakes that she did along the way. Help me in welcoming Amani Porter Clinton. How's it going? Hey, Ethan, I'm doing pretty well. I'm really excited to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really excited to have this podcast because one of the big things I talk a lot about on my page is just getting started to investing because I know there's such this huge hump in this fear just around getting started. Mm-hmm. And even when you are investing, there's so many fears around investing. So, you know, that's really what I want this episode to be about. So could we just talk a little bit about your story and maybe some of the fears that you had when you started? Yeah, definitely. So um, when I first started, I was fresh out of college back in December of 2017. And um, my number one priority was to pay off my student loans. Uh, you know, I was living with my parents, so I wasn't paying any rent. So literally every single dime was going towards that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I had no clue that I could invest while also paying off my loans at the same time. And I thought all debt was, you know, a bad thing to have because of interest. So I think it was back. I think it ties back to how debt played out for my parents, especially, you know, my mom had a lot of health issues when I was growing up. So my parents' financials were like completely clouded in medical debt and it was really stressful for them. Uh, so I was absolutely terrified that would happen to me. My financials would be, you know, locked in by debt as well. So I was throwing every dime into paying off my student loans. And after I paid off all my loans, I had extra money every month. And instead of, you know, investing, I would dump it all into a high yield savings account. And I had a ton of friends, you know, suggesting like, why don't you invest? Or like, why don't you put it into like a Roth IRA? And I was like, no, that's too risky. I'll lose all my money. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had no clue about index funds, the S&P, and I thought all stocks were crazy volatile. And the only, you know, the only people who really invested were really smart people or like gurus or really wealthy people. And, you know, I was only also thinking about the short term. I, I had no clue what long term investing was. Um, I think it was when I joined my current job at a fintech company where I had, you know, all my really close coworker friends around me were always talking mm-hmm. about investing. And eventually I was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll try it out. So I started investing like $50 here and there just to try it out, just kind of like test the waters. And when my stocks went up, I was like, wow, this is great. Like, I love investing. But then it went down and I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. This, this is a terrible mistake. Like, why do people do this? Um, so I can, I continued to do my research and I came across index funds and researched the S&P and realized that people were making way more money off this than just, you know, putting all their money into a high yield savings account. So I was like, OK, how can I be like those people? How can I make money off of this? 
so eventually, you know, I learned what long-term investing was. And, you know, I learned that even if there are dips here and there in the market, um, it wouldn't really affect you as much if you look at it in the long term, especially when you're talking to like index funds. They're typically like lower risk because you're not throwing all your eggs into one basket. You're not dependent on this one company's performance. You're dependent on multiple companies' performances. So if one company isn't doing too hot, but some other company is, it helps kind of balance everything out. Um, so when I kind of learned all that, it kind of spiraled from there. And I opened, you know, I opened up a Roth IRA. I was increasing my contributions towards my 401k. I started strategically looking for which index funds to invest in within my brokerage account. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a perfect start, but I did learn a lot along the way and it got me to where I am today. Yeah, and I think that's probably what a lot of people think is they have to have this this perfect start right when they get started and they have to get everything figured out before they even start. So what do you think, if you could pick one, what do you think the biggest fear for you was um, when you started investing? Like why, or I mean before you started. Mm -hmm. So like what was it in your life that made you put money into a high yield savings account and not want to put money into the market? Yeah, I think it was because I thought that, you know, I knew that high yield savings accounts are more secure. Like I'm not going to lose any money based off that. Like that's what I thought back then. And I was so afraid of losing money. I was like, you know, if I invest, like I can't pay my bills. If I lose too much money, I could have purchased like X, Y, and Z with this money. Um, It's lower risk in a high yield savings account. Um, You know, investing is not as liquid. You pay tax, you pay taxes on your gains. But what I didn't realize at the time was due to the effects of inflation, you your saved money actually loses value over time, especially in times like today where, you know, we're seeing record high inflation. Um, and, you, you know, the stock market on average almost always goes up year over year. But, you know, the only mm-hmm. guaranteed way to lose the value of your money is to only save and not invest due to inflation. So I was just really scared of like losing that money, but I never put two and two together that like, you know, I'm going to have higher returns when I actually invest versus just keeping it in a high yield savings account. For sure. Yeah. It's that mindset switch of realizing that, you know, you might have days that your stocks or your index funds are down, but it's it's really about the long term. And over the long term, by just keeping your money in cash, you know, or in a high yield savings account, you're actually going to be losing money based on the value of your money over the long term. Right. So I want to go a little bit deeper kind of into that. Where do you think the root of that fear was? You know, you have you have this fear of losing money, but I think a lot of people have that fear, but until they realize where it's coming from or where it came from, they can then understand that and begin to overcome that fear. So for you, where do you think that fear of losing money initially came from? Yeah, I think, like, I, I feel like a lot of people could relate to me on this. It comes from, like, a few things, like you know, maybe for one, like seeing their parents or their friends' parents or even their own friends struggle through times like 2008 and even 2020 where Mm -hmm. people were losing their jobs left and right. They were losing money, like all these different things. So I think it's just kind of seeing other people's experiences and then kind of relating it to their own current day experience and being like, okay, like that was kind of risky. Like I'm kind of scared because they went through this. So what if I go through the exact same thing? Um, And also, Investing is scary because, you know, returns aren't always guaranteed. People work hard for their money and, you know, they don't want to lose that money. They don't want to lose something that they worked really hard for. Um, 
another thing is fear of failure. It's human nature to have this fear when it comes to investing. You know, the fear of failure makes us either procrastinate or completely give up on the idea as a whole. Um, and then another thing too, which was something that really related with me was lack of understanding. People are unwilling to put in the effort to understand the concepts of, of investing or like, you know, learn or like read books, like look at long-term averages, all these different things. Um, and I think like the way, the best way to kind of find the root of your own fear is think like, why do I think that investing is riskier than saving? Maybe, you know, as your parents were afraid of investing and you learned from them or seeing crashes in the market and, you know, the, the news really emphasizes crashes in the market. So it can be scary when you see all that stuff. Um, maybe you weren't taught this in school and it seems like this is something that only super wealthy people or experts can do. So there's a lot of ways people can understand the root of that fear in regards to investing as a whole. Yeah. And I think, you know, when that fear comes along, it's super easy just to let it take over and not be able to take action because of it. And, you know, one of the things you talked about was um, a fear of failure or, you know, this fear, you know, we have the the bigger fear of losing money. And one of the things I really liked that you kind of talked about um, in your story was from that lack of understanding, you know, when you saw, you know, your portfolio go down, you saw that as a loss that was never going to be recovered in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's kind of one of those things where people misunderstand the point of investing for the long term. You know, they're sitting there and if their portfolio goes down by a percent or two this day, they feel like a failure. Or if their their funds are in the red and they're losing money, they feel like a failure. But in reality, you know, once you realize that over the long term, over 20, 30, 40 years, that the stock market has historically went up consistently, of course, there's crashes, you know, there's booms, you know, we're going to have that. There's going to be years where the stock market goes up 50%, and there's going to be years where the stock market goes down 50%. You know, and those are just the things that I think people lack to realize is, you know, they see it in such a short-term way that, when the market's down for a few weeks or even a day or a month, whatever, whatever the time period is, they can't see that longer term of where this money will be in 10, 20, 30 years, you know? And I think, you know, you're right. There's this fear and having that lack of understanding is huge. And, you know, on top of that, like if you can't find the root of that problem, it's very tough to be able to overcome it. So what were the actions that you kind of took to be able to overcome that fear? Yeah, I think it was purely just from learning and looking at it from a long-term perspective rather than a short-term. Because again, I was only looking at stocks from like, you know, what, like what happened in the past 24 hours or like the past week or even the past month. I wasn't looking at it from what happened in the past year or the past five years or multiple decades. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that was my first, Thing, like learning the difference between short-term short investing as well as long-term investing. Um, and I also read a ton of books and I read articles, blogs, and I started following people that I wanted to be like. That's why, you know, I follow so many personal finance accounts on Instagram because like it helps educate me. And so I think, you know, the internet can be a really beautiful place. Like I learned so many things just from the internet alone. Some of the things I, I also learned from my parents, but you know, a lot of the stuff that I do know about investing is just 
you know, putting in my own effort into learning about investing and what what those dips mean. And I think when I was first getting started in investing and my stocks started going down, I I sold all my stocks and I lost money because of that. But again, it was because I had no clue what long-term investing was. I could have made more money off of that had I just held for a little bit longer or even like buy the dips and, you know, you know, buy stocks at a discount price. I could have done that. But, you know, again, people make mistakes and it's it's really what you take out of it. It's really like what you implement from your learnings that makes the most sense. Like it's what makes the most impact. Exactly. Yeah. We talked about in the beginning how it doesn't have to be perfect right away. You know, you don't have to have everything figured out because, you know, you'll never have everything figured out. And by <laughs> investing and making some of those mistakes along the way and being okay with that, you're able to then hone in on what you're really supposed to be doing. Right. You know, no one realizes, you know, what it's like selling a stock at the bottom and then, you know, the market recovers and you could have had all that gain. It makes you then realize the next time that happens, like, okay, this has happened before. I know what this feels like. Like the market's gone down before and I've gotten scared and it went back up. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the same thing and kind of have that feeling of almost experience. So I think, you know, for me, that's why I always tell people to just get started. Like, even if you're not investing that much money, it's the experience that you gain from investing because, you know, when you're investing fake money, you know, there's all these, um, you know, market simulators out there where people can trade stocks, but you never feel the real emotions of it because it's not your money. You know, and I think that's the huge lesson is even if someone's investing a hundred dollars, while that might not be like a lot of money for certain people, you know, for someone just starting out, that's a lot of money. And if mm -hmm. they lose, five dollars in a day like it feels like a lot and you get to feel what those emotions are like and maybe you can make those mistakes when they're five dollar mistakes instead of when they're fifty thousand mm dollar -hmm. mistakes in the future so i think that's you know why there's such a huge benefit um to starting just and just getting started even it's even if it's not a lot and one of the things you said when you were talking a little bit about your story was you just started investing was it fifty dollars a month mm -hmm. Yeah, fifty dollars here you, and there. Like maybe it was like every two weeks, each paycheck per month, just like mm -hmm. kind of like double dabbling into it a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. Can you talk about the importance of that? Of being able to, you know, you said you had a lot of money in high yield savings accounts. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the importance for you of just starting with a little bit of money instead of trying to dump it all in right away? Exactly. Yeah. So I I liked what you said about experience, like. I think the best way to learn anything is through your own experience. And that's kind of what I did. Um, you know, you hear only invest where you're comfortable losing, but some people aren't comfortable losing any money, especially when you're people like me who are like incredibly frugal and high strung about their money. So I think just investing $50 here and there really helped me see, you know, the benefits of investing and also some of the scary times of investing, but holding it, and, you know, watching it grow long term versus like panic selling. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I think like it's it's just crazy. Like people don't think that just starting by investing five dollars a day would make much of a difference, mm -hmm. you know, but like the experience you gain from it is just is just so huge that I think people just really underestimate it. Right. Um one of the questions I'd kind of have for you is, you know, along with just investing little bits of money along the way, how were you able to 
begin increasing that, you know, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that might get started and they might start investing and, and kind of dibble dabbling here and there. But how did you begin to increase that as the future went on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it took me, it took me about a few months. Um, for me, it was, there was a few things that I did. I would plan. So after, you know, educating myself around index funds and the stock market and all these different things, I started to create like some kind of strategy to move forward, whether that was, you know, figuring out how much I could afford to invest or could afford to lose, um, or even like which stocks I wanted to invest in. And then from there, you know, I would implement it by starting with small investments just to test the water and then automating my investments. And this made my life a whole lot easier. Like I didn't have to think about investing once I had like everything invest everything automated through my paycheck. Um, and I think that's what really helped me a lot was automating everything because even if like, for example, I was investing a hundred dollars per paycheck for me, I get paid every two weeks. So that was like $200 per month. I wouldn't even think about it. But then when I will walk into my brokerage account, I'm like, Oh, like it increased a little bit. That's cool. I didn't even have to think about like whether or not I will lose or gain money. All I had to do was just, you know, have money taken out of my paycheck automatically and then check it every now and then. And it was totally fine. So that made me feel a little bit more comfortable as well. Yeah. I actually, I actually made a post a while back that said, the more you think about investing, the less successful you will be. Yes. And it's interesting because it doesn't, it, that doesn't seem right. Like, don't get me wrong. You need the upfront education and you need that education to be able to learn about investing. But once you have most of it figured out, just to give a little personal experience for me, I have, um, this is for my Roth IRA, but I have a set amount of money come out twice a month, go directly into my IRA, and it will automatically buy four or five different index funds that are kind of my um, portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to think about it. It just comes out of my account twice a month, and it just happens. And, And I think that's the more you think about it, the more that fear starts to come in. You know, if I would think about, oh, I need to go transfer this money and I need to go invest, I'm like, well, do I really want to transfer this money this month? Like, maybe I want to spend money on something or, right. you know, what what do I want to invest in? Do I really want to invest in what I invested in last month? Like, do I want to pick something new? Yeah. But when you can, you know, like you said, start to plan, build that strategy. And then once you have that strategy in place and it's a good strategy, automate it because the more you think, you know, the more that fear will come into play. So I want to kind of transition at this point of the episode. You know, we've been talking a lot about um, the fear of losing money and the fear of negative things happening um, on that side, you know, your money going down. But there's also fears on the other side. And the big one that's common right now is kind of that FOMO, the fear of missing out on this amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had a great market run um, this past, you know, year and a half or whatever it's been, you know, since since kind of that initial COVID crash. And I think, you know, there's a ton of people that have seen this uproar. And mm-hmm. I'm super excited because it's getting a lot of people interested with investing, um, you know, whether that be them just getting started and especially young people. But part of the problem with it is, there's this, there's this idea of wanting to get rich quick in this fear of missing out on all these amazing stocks that are going to make you a millionaire within the next year, you know? So how can people begin to invest and, and set aside stuff for their future without 
over leveraging themselves and investing in stuff that they don't even know just because they're trying to get rich quick. Right. I think it definitely still like comes back to like automating. So they, they don't even have to think about it. Like that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Also for like me personally, I avoid watching like subreddits, like Wall Street bets. I'm like, oh my gosh, like they're making so much money. Like they're like, it's like a get, it's like a get rich quick scheme. Like I, I can't do this because I would always have that sense of FOMO. And they always say like, as soon as you hear about it, that means like it's too late to invest in it because it's already like skyrocket high at this point. Like you, you missed the dip. So I think just like not even thinking about timing the market it's more so time in the market and making sure that you're automating all of your investments that way again you don't even have to think about it um another thing for me that i like to do personally is i used to have the if you have an iphone i used to have the stocks app like on my home screen Uh i removed that because it was driving me nuts (laughs) like i i stopped looking at that and now i instead of checking every single day of my stocks maybe i'll check like every week or every two weeks, things like that. So it helps me definitely curve the sense of FOMO. Yeah, I actually did the same thing not too long ago. Yeah. (laughs) Like the little header, um, I don't know what they call those, but that has all the, you know, what the S&P is doing Mm -hmm. and what all these other indexes or what these stocks are doing. And I've done the same thing. And it's one of those things where people hear that and the first thing they think is like, well, for me personally, they're like, Ethan, what are you doing? Like, you're this guy that's supposed to care so much about investing and all this stuff. Like everything I've built is around educating people about finance and investing. Mm-hmm. So they think I'd be all into, you know, what what's the next stock and what's this and doing all this research. And, you know, it's one of those things where that's just not what the long-term approach is. And that's not how most people have built wealth. And it's something mm-hmm. that's super interesting and, and you brought up automating, you know, it's, it's that thing, like by listening to these subreddits, by, um, watching the news too much, by even having that on your phone, like it makes you think more. And the more you think the, the less successful you're going to be when you're investing, you know? And, and the other thing is like your stocks, how your stocks are doing or how your portfolio is doing should not dictate how your mood is each day. Right. Like, that's exactly why I deleted it was like, you know, you go on your phone screen, you open it up. And the first thing you see is three lines that are all in the red. And you're like, <laughs> that's not exciting. Like it, it makes you then nervous, anxious, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you can just realize that, you know, the goal is to be investing for the long term. I think that you realize that like, I don't care what the stock market does within the next year. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I don't even care what it does within the next five years because I'm not planning on taking my money out for a long period of time. Right. You know, even if the market's going down, you know, I should be somewhat excited because then I can buy more shares of stock at a cheaper price. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, or more funds at a cheaper price. You know, it's, it's the shift in mindset that's almost like, you realize that it's not about making a quick buck or it's not about you being excited because, oh, my stocks are doing good right now. Like it's less about that and more about, you know, what do I want my life to look like in 20 years? And then just letting your plan do the work instead of getting antsy every day about, you know, how you're doing that day. Because I think it's especially difficult. You know, one of the things you brought up earlier in the episode was, um, 
just, you know, people when they're starting investing and don't have a lot of money to invest, you know, it's difficult because let's say you have um, an income of $50,000 in your portfolio. Let's say you have a really bad day and it goes down by $1,000. Like you lost more money than probably what you earned in that day by far. And it's like this, this mindset of you're like, oh my goodness, like why am I investing? I just worked all day and it was basically a waste because I lost that same amount of money in the market. You know, and it's that mindset shift of realizing that it's not about what happens in the day to day. It's honestly not even about what happens month to month. Like it's what happens decade to decade that you care about. Right. And that's and that's that mindset shift. So before I kind of ask my final question this episode, um, where can the listeners um, find you if they want if they want to hear more? Yeah. So I am primarily on Instagram at Money with Money. Um, and that's where I really try to teach and, you know, influence Gen Z millennials on personal finance and, you know, making your money work for you. Um, I also have a website called moneywithmoney.com uh, where, you know, I have a freebie on um, a free guide to personal finance. And I talk about budgeting and investing and debt payoff and pretty much everything that you need to be able to achieve financial independence one day. That's awesome. So, my final question, I ask this to all my guests and each time I ask it, I always think it's so important because whatever it's doesn't matter. Whatever we talk about in the episode, it always like ties back to this one question and makes everything we talk about worth it. And you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about this episode right now in my head. I'm thinking, okay, fear of investing, like scared of losing money, like, and these are all valid fears. But it's like, what is the one thing that will make you act, you know, even with those fears, what will make you start investing, you know, and it's having that long-term vision and that long-term goal. So the final question, and I think that plays a huge role, is why is wealth building important to you? Yeah, so I actually have two big reasons. Um, first, it kind of ties back to what I was mentioning at the beginning with my parents, um, my mom had a lot of health issues and debt for medical bills. So watching them struggle through paying for a mortgage and taking care of me and paying their own school loans, um, and, you know, having a mass amount of medical debt over their head, seeing them struggle through that financially really pushed me to never want to struggle with that kind of stuff myself and go through the experiences that they went through firsthand. You know, my mom successfully was able to pay everything off and exceeded where she should be now. But if she knew what I know now, she would have been way better off and way better prepared. And I wanted to make sure that I was prepared for the absolute worst, whether it's with my parents or myself or even my future children, which is why initially I was hoarding all this money in my high savings account and desperately paying off my own student, my own student loans um, when I got into the real world. But what I didn't yet grasp was how to continue to make my own money work for me. And as I continue to learn and really open up my mind to that kind of stuff and put myself out there, that's when investing and wealth building came in. Um, the second reason why wealth building is really important to me is I want to set an example for people who are, who are like me, minorities and women. You know, there are so many awesome male role models like Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham, but they're still aren't nearly as many female role models and unfortunately not many that are women of color. So I want to help set 
an example and make sure that, you know, this information gets out there to them as well. So they can learn and pass on this information to future generations or, uh, you know, of, my, of minorities and women. Um, so that's something that's incredibly important to me. That's awesome to hear. You know, it's always interesting because everyone that answers the question, it's never about them. You know, it's it might be to some extent like, oh, I want time freedom, but it's always, you know, I want this freedom for not only me, but maybe it's my future kids or maybe it's my parents or, you know, for you, it's it's helping educate people that there's been a lack of education in that area for them. So I think, you know, it's something that is awesome. And, you know, if you're listening to this episode, I really recommend just like taking some time, you know, stop listening to this episode once you're done and think like, why is building wealth important to you? Because if you really don't understand that, when anything bad happens, you're just going to stop. You know, there's no point in listening to these episodes if, you know, the second the market crashes, you don't have your reasons why, because if, if you don't have those reasons why, then you're just going to stop. You're going to sell all your investments, you know, and it's going to be that same recurring cycle over and over again. So I think if you can really figure out your why, figure out your purpose, figure out why it's important to you, the process of investing becomes so much easier because you're not focused on those individual days. You're focused on that long-term goal. You're focused on that purpose. So Imani, thank you so much for coming on today's episode. I think it's going to be really impactful for people. And I think that we shared a lot of great things that a lot of people are dealing with right now in this market. So thank you again so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a blast doing this. Awesome. Thank you. See ya. Thank you all so much for listening. But before you click off this episode, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on this podcast so you never miss an episode when it's released. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed what you heard, please consider giving a five-star rating and review. And if you do end up leaving a review, DM me a screenshot on Instagram at RealEthanLang and I'll share it on my story as a thank you. If you have any questions about really anything from this episode or just something that's on your mind, reach out to me on Instagram at RealEthanLang by shooting me a DM and I will make sure to get back to you. If you've made it to this point, I just want to end this episode by saying thank you. Have a great day and hopefully I will see you for next week's episode. The Young Wealth Podcast is hosted by Ethan Lang. Information provided by the host and guest is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. You are responsible for your own money and your own decisions. Information, content, or other materials created by Making Sense of Finance LLC do not constitute a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Making Sense of Finance and or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments.